0: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com. Here we go. Here we go.
1: Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it!
2: This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am on the hot body. Dawson, pow, pow, pow.
1: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what?
2: Welcome along to the Friday episode. Um, I'm just going to begin with a little bit of correspondence that I read when I was looking through the emails earlier because I thought we haven't had any emails from the listeners featured for quite a while. And uh, I don't even think we've been reading them, to be honest. This one is from Paul Brammer, who's IFS, because he sent it through the, the IFS message. Uh, system. He says, Hi there, my son created a catchphrase. Today I was walking my six-year-old son home from school, and he was trying to make a deal with me for some sweets or some such garbage like that. I forget the details, but his offer was ridiculous. When I told him (laughs) no, no, he looked at me incredulously, took a breath, then exclaimed, You've got my arse up the street! (laughs) Wow! I mean, for a six-year-old... Quite earthy.
1: That's very good six-year-old banter. It's good. Um, uh, Len's come up with a new thing that amused me this week, uh, along those lines, which is um, he wants to do a chess challenge throughout right. February, where we yeah. play each other every day and keep a tally, right? Okay. Fine. It's really good for the just-rest lifestyle, a Definitely. bit of chess.
2: Chess is the perfect right? sport for it, yeah. Are you both good at
1: chess? At- uh No, I'm no good. He taught me. Right, right. When I, when I was a kid, my dad, when yeah. I would go around there for a weekend, right, my dad was forever trying to make me, like, more sophisticated than I was capable <laughs> of being, right? So. uh Backgammon, he, that sort of thing. Yeah, he'd be like, right, let's uh, play some chess and I'll put on this classical music. I'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Listen, <laughs> I can see what you're doing. And I appreciate the effort you're putting in, but trust me, you are barking up the wrong fucking tree. (laughs) Try one of the others. (laughs) And so he never, he never, I could, I just wasn't interested. I always just wanted to watch Dukes of Hazard. But, uh, then years later, Len expressed an interest in chess and I was a bit ashamed Mm. because I thought, oh, this is one of those things that a father should be able to pass on to son, but I don't know how to. So, I thought, quick as a flash, I thought, do you know what we should do? We'll go round and we'll get uh, Barry to teach you how to do it, right? Yeah. So he goes, okay. So I called up my dad and I went, look, we're coming round so you can teach Len how to play chess. Mm. My dad was like, yeah, fine, do it. So he taught him. <laughs> oh, I have more looking than
2: you, you cunt.
1: Yeah, well, exactly. (laughs) I think that was what it was like, and he did because whereas he had tried and failed with me, like over a period of about five years, Len got into it straight away, and then Len subsequently, I bought Len like a cheap, like entry level chess set from the Mm -hmm. toy shop, and uh, then Len taught me. Mm -hmm. So eventually, it's quite a nice story. Eventually, Mm -hmm. my dad did sort of indirectly end up teaching me via my own son.
2: Yeah, and so
1: we're we're sort of. Fairly evenly matched. I mean, he's obviously right. better than me, but it makes for a good game. Um, anyway, he said that we had to make up teams because we've been really into watching Cobra Kai, right. you know, the Karate Kids Netflix yeah. show. And in Cobra Kai, they have awesome names for their dojos. So right. obviously Cobra Kai is the main one. Then there's Miyagi-Do. And then in the more recent series, they set up a splinter one, which Johnny, who's like the the... Kid, who's the baddie in the movies, but in this in the TV show is sort of more of a sympathetic character, uh, but is still very much a kind of a douchebag. <laughs> he calls his new splinter group um, <sighs> Eagle Fang. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> do I need do I need to have seen Karate Kid to enjoy Cobra Kai? I think no. Okay,
1: I think it enhances it if you know the backstory, but they explain the whole backstory in it. Because oh, okay. the whole point is, it's really... I mean, on the one hand, it's fucking preposterous, mm. right? Really silly in a sort of very 80s kind of way, right? right? But on the other hand, it's really... It's its quite sort of deep because it's about these two people who are now in middle age and have got the stresses of middle age like parenthood and, mm. and whatnot and broken dreams and yeah. all and all the rest of it, and their rivalry... Still, kind of hasn't gone away right mm. and they switch the sympathies because in the original film you sympathise with uh, Ralph Macchio's character and yeah. then in these ones you sort of think yeah maybe he's a bit of a goody two shoes and the other bloke was a bit of a bully but only because he was damaged and unloved uh, himself yeah right quite good okay uh, anyway Eagle Fang is obviously an amazing name that is built to appeal to a nine year old boy so mm. he liked that. So we've both set up our own um, our own chess clubs, rival ones, <laughs> yeah. and we're even getting the Latvians to do some t shirts. <laughs> <sighs> and my Looking ones, nice. my ones called Lethal Wolf Chess, <laughs> and his is called Iron Tsunami Chess.
2: Wow, that's yeah. massive.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be pretty. Tsunami.
2: That's lethal. Iron tsunami. Yeah.
1: Because I thought he'll never be able to think of something like that's like fucking madder sounding than lethal wolf. But of course, it, iron tsunami in a fight, you'd black, back the iron tsunami, wouldn't you, you?
2: Right out of the park with an iron tsunami. Yeah. No one survives an iron tsunami. He goes, Jesus. I've seen your,
1: your so called lethal wolf.
2: <laughs> lethal wolf. You pathetic uh, yeah. lethal wolf. I'm just going to fuck him, but
1: not so lethal now, you can. I've just blown you away amidst an iron tsunami. Crush
2: you to death, you fucker.
1: <laughs> like wolf. I have got a wicked logo for it now. It's going to be a wolf stood on hind legs yeah. in dark, like ray bands, Yeah. And chomping on a cigar, one of them really fat ones. Yeah. And firing an oozy.
2: That's good. That's a very lethal wolf. Because you'd assume was- that the wolf would just be lethal from its teeth. And nah. it's claws, but no.
1: This one's got, got fucking, fucking loads gun. going on. If it doesn't kill you with its claws, it'll kill you with its gun. If it doesn't kill you with either of those, it'll kill you via the passive toxins <laughs> of its big fat cigar.
2: <laughs> Secondary smoking.
1: <laughs> yeah. It'll I kill was you in 30 years' time. <laughs> I had this wolf who was bagging to smoking. <laughs> fucking did me, didn't it? Roy Castle style. Fucking did a Roy Castle on me. <laughs>
2: Lovely um, stuff. So that's your chess club. I don't even know how we got onto this.
1: Oh, it's because of that letter. I've got a letter actually. Because uh, we're not doing life logistics at the moment, this is we can sort of um, put some time into well, reading them just, out here. It's
2: just rested. It'll be back in probably two weeks once yeah. we get through Phil Collins's livid extravaganza. And, and any other
1: history stuff, but we can't think of any other history moments. Um, so, dad napping was a yeah. new item that we um, started last week because I dadnapped my mate Ollie's dad who Mm. happens to be Steve Jones out of the pyramid game. Uh, I did call Ollie and said, look, you better know because obviously (laughs) he doesn't listen to this podcast. Why would any of of my mates who have accidentally, like my old mates Mm. from school or whatever, who've accidentally encountered this podcast or been made aware of it secondhand usually are absolutely incredulous. Yeah. But the idea they, they, that I would be talking that I would be rehashing moments like Matthew Juckin shitting out the tree yeah. and somehow monetizing it. Yeah.
2: They're, they're
1: they are just like interest- what who cares about that? And I go well you will be fucking surprised. Yeah.
2: <laughs> they're interested in fleeting. <laughs> I mean that just shows that anyway, they, he, they've probably passed passed through the era where that kind of thing means anything to them whereas we've moved on. Our listeners are young thrusting, you know, energetic people. Who,
1: uh, well, the key problem with my friends is is that they've moved on and matured, whereas yeah, I haven't. You and have not. You'd yeah. think that yeah. was a flaw, but in fact, it's to my it's mm. to my advantage. Advantage, Sam. I'm immature. <laughs> I haven't moved on from any of the silly things that happened, right? They. Uh, so I thought, right? Ollie's going to find out about this secondhand because he'd he'd made me aware that mm. you know sort <laughs> of there's some blokes at my work who listen to something that you do called a. a a fucking podcast? <laughs> <laughs> You've got a time yeah. machine? What the fuck? It. What the fuck? It? What are you doing now, you knob? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's a podcast. Talk to me, mate, about things. Uh, go, All right, well, whatever. Just don't ever talk about me because people at my work listen to it. <laughs> so then I said, oh, fuck. So I called him I said, listen, um, look, I've talked about, like, kidnapping your dad, dadnapping. napping Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck are you on about? So I said, well, you know, when I went out for a coffee with your dad behind your back. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that was pretty weird. So anyway, he's, and, and then I said, I'm just giving you a heads up. So he said, well, I'm brings it back. And then he went into work on Monday and I just got a text going, your dad napping trap has worked. Oh. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, people in my office have heard about the dad napping incident now <laughs> and are asking questions. <laughs> I love
2: it, I love it.
1: He's also, he's given me a list of things, because now he's, like, desperately racking his brain Mm. for other things that I could chuck in, like grenades. Yeah. Bear in mind, me and him have been best mates since we were, like, two years old, so it's a lifetime of stuff. Yeah. And so he's had to quickly start reviewing what he can fucking remember, which isn't much, right? (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) <laughs> I've somehow managed to retain it, all the information. And he's, so he started giving me a list of things that I can never discuss or reveal. Right. Some of it I've already revealed, but just I've never mentioned his name. So, you okay. know. there's But it's, it's, it's like the Louis Collins situation all over again. You forget that this podcast goes out to the real world, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, they could come back and bite us. We could have to seriously I mean, you're, edit a you're lot of sli- episodes one day.
1: You're, you're slightly more cautious because um, the only thing that I can think of that some that Mike that could come back on you that I think about sometimes oh, is the time that a mate some mate of yours was knocking on your door and then called from a phone box outside your house, and you lay flat on the floor of your <laughs> living room trying to hide from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, Was like an hour or something.
2: <laughs> the phone rang for about 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and fucking, you were like flat, flat, S.A.S. Absolutely, style. Absolutely. spread-eagled. Thing is though, the
1: thing that would yeah. That's
2: not going to come back cuz he's dead now.
1: Ah. So, thank God. And well, also no offense I hadn't had any contact with him but. for about
2: I hadn't had any contact with him for about 15 years before he died anyway, so mm. it's it's all good, I oh, think. Oh, well.
1: wow. That's the result. So what you're saying is in future I should try to limit some of my salacious all, anecdotes to only dead people. All of our
2: anecdotes should only be about dead people, yeah. 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 The dead a God podcast too, about they?
1: dead people we've known. <laughs>
2: dead guys. Uh, anyway,
1: uh, on the subject of dad napping, mm. uh, Barney's been in touch. He's emailed us. Oh, no, it says Barney at the top, but at the bottom he signs it. George, mysterious. Mate, oh. don't be emailing me from one fucking address and si- for, with one name <laughs> and signing off with another name. And play games. Right, anyway, Dear Andy and Sam, I was the victim of dad napping. I was away on holiday in Australia when one morning I woke to see an email from a friend entitled My New Dad. Oh, <laughs> I opened the email to see a number of pictures, a couple of which showed my mate sat in the pub with my dad prior to going to watch Plymouth Argyle, which was until my holiday, me and my dad's weekend activity. <laughs> oh! Then... There were several photos of my dad and my mate in dad's kitchen with my father teaching him how to bake bread. Jesus. They looked they looked over the moon in each photo. They both still speak about it to this day. I don't think I'm seen as a son anymore. Keep up the good work, George wow. in Plymouth. That is classic dad napping. If you want my sympathy, George in Plymouth, you haven't got it. In fact, your mate has got my utmost respect. Because he has pulled off a classic dad nap in there. Well, the photos and everything—photos, bread baking, visits to the football. This is absolute textbook dad napping. And
2: I'll say this as well: it seems that the dad is very complicit in this as well. Do you know oh, what he right? he's it. going along he'll with? Know, it. Yeah,
1: he'll know what's going on. Fucking but nasty. To be honest, I could imagine doing that. Listen, we all crave more love and respect and appreciation from mm. our kids than we get.
2: Of course, we do. We all, yeah. Yeah.
1: Even, you know, I'm not saying my kids don't love or respect me, but it's never enough. Yeah, It's never enough. I mean, especially me. I mean, I'm notoriously, I'm, I'm famous for my neediness, aren't I? So you can imagine. Pretty much. Mm. I'm, I'm de- to, to, to some extent, you could say, I am defined by my neediness. I'm yeah, a needy it, person.
2: It, it exudes you like a halo. Yeah. Almost out
1: of every pore. Neediness. <laughs> just needing constant reassurance. Cosseting. Right. Like a cat who's just fucking constantly clawing at you when you're trying to watch the telly. Right. Anyway, so you can imagine it's a nightmare for my kids. So you always want more. And this is a great power play with which to get more from yeah. your kids. I mean, yeah. it's a gamble because it could push them away. It could do. But you would hope, and I assume that George's dad... Uh, was hoping that he'd think, yeah, can't see. It's messy. You're not, you're not the only sun figure on the market. Yeah,
2: it's yeah? messy and it's complicated. Don't take me
1: for granted. <clears throat> so that's um, what's happened there. I've
2: just, I've just seen. The, I don't know the full story, but um, on EastEnders, Sharon is trying to kill Ian Beale, Apparently, oh, a oh, storyline yeah. that's coming up is she's going to try and kill him with sex. Now, do I want Whoa. to watch that? Do we need well, to know I about definitely that?
1: want to watch that. How, and how I it doing
2: graphic it. is that going to be?
1: I'm telling you, this is a great storyline because instinctively you think if any woman on British television was capable of killing a man through sex, yeah, it would be Sharon, Sharon Watts. Sharon Woods, right? Yeah, yeah, And if there was any man sort of brittle enough to be killed by sex, mm, it's Ian. It's Beale. fucking Ian Beale. It sounds
2: like a job. A so, job done, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs>
1: This story writes itself. I mean, it's brilliant.
2: <laughs> it's amazing. I've they always, took, took this I've always
1: from, from an early age, always had a really big thing for Sharon. I mean,
2: I've, I've written to Grace Jones and I've volunteered to die by sex with her if that's with something she Grace wants Jones, to do, so. if she ever fails. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when that fella in Germany um, killed someone and ate, and ate him? He was a yeah, cannibal. And he had permission, well. didn't he? He had permission from mm. the fellow who he killed.
1: They must have. That must have been a night. Now, mate, listen. <laughs> yeah. I give you. I'm going to write it down. In fact, <laughs> so everyone knows, I'm going to write this down and sign it. Right, giving you permission to kill and eat me.
2: <laughs> I've had enough. I've had enough. <laughs> and if I'm going to go, I'm going to go in style. Do something a bit quirky.
1: And if someone's going to fucking eat me, which let me tell you, someone's going <laughs> to, I want it to be you. You're my first choice. It's either you or Jay Rayner, the <laughs> lad who does all the restaurant reviews and that in Britain. <laughs> He's good, he is.
2: Uh, but I'm not sure he'd be into it. I've written to him, but he hasn't got back to me yet.
1: It, he hasn't got I, back to me, I'm in an hurry, So it's it, going to be you. he do good. a right, good fucking write-up of it. as an all in his fancy magazine.
2: Yeah. Uh, That's what so, it
1: tasted like.
2: So, yeah, I've corresponded with Grace Jones... About, um, I'm well, quite happy to So you to, wrote to, to her die. and said, would yeah. you like to kill
1: me by would sex? You like
2: and and you Jones doesn't go back to me yet, no. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint
1: and a St. Clement's each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes lots of other marvellous benefits and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right
2: on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings Jalapeño.
0: Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Jalapeno.
1: Have oh, you ever seen the James Bond film *A View to a Kill*, which stars Grace Jones? I haven't. In it, Roger Moore is about a hundred years old in this <laughs> film. I mean, Roger Moore actually <laughs> was right had last a stunt one? double, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and he was way, way past it. Like James Bond at this stage, as a franchise was on its last legs, right? Mm. And and Roger Moore literally was on his last legs, and he had a stunt double for even the bits where he had to get out of a chair. Like, not not like just the bits where he's jumping out of helicopters. If you saw him standing up, it would cut to from behind. And if yeah. you pause it, you can quite clearly see it's someone else standing up out of the chair. Because Roger Moore would take, like, ten minutes to get up out of a chair, right? Um, but in it, he's really old. And, and uh, there's this really weird scene where um, he... I can't remember why, but the baddie is Christopher Walken. Yeah. And the baddie's girlfriend is Grace Jones. Mm. And um, and they're living in this country manor and for some reason, James Bond is there, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's staying the night, right? Right. Uh, but they know who he is. He's pretending to be someone else, but as usual, they always fucking know who he yeah. is really, right? That's and, he, for you. He deci- and he decides like, I can't remember why he decides it, but what he does is he sneaks out of his own room sneaks into Grace Jones' room, mm. right? Strips off bollock naked Jesus. and just gets under her sheets. She's not in the room yet. And just Fucking thinks, fuck it, up. I'm just going to wait for Grace Jones here. Even though she is, the bird, <laughs> she is the bird of the geezer whose house it is. Imagine that. Someone asks you to stay over and you think, it's, it's it, in fact, it's very similar to, I think, what um, Roy Race tries with Blackie's wife in an yeah, early episode yeah. Of, yeah. The the, of The Melchester Odyssey.
2: It's Blackie Gray, didn't he?
1: Yeah, under his nose. Under his nose. He kept trying to ply a Blackie with drinks, <laughs> so Blackie would fall into a drunken <coughs> coma, and yeah. then he could get his Bla- Mrs. Blackie upstairs. That's
2: right. Yeah, it was when Penny had gone away, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was all over the show. So James Bond is oh, basically. It was a bad period. Yeah. <laughs> so, James, so she he's, comes he's, back. To the... He's in
2: this. He's in this castle or whatever, and he's got right. I'm yeah. James Bond, and the one thing about me is I fucking need to have it off. And the only one I can have an Every offer night. is the buddy's bird. So here we go.
1: So be it. As I understand it, they got one of those uh, setups where they've got separate rooms, which plays <laughs> right into my hands.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so last time I saw a setup like that, it was fucking the Queen and Prince Philip. <laughs> they had separate rooms as well. All the poshies do it. Uh, I won't tell you what happened in that story, but let's just say I was on Her Majesty's secret fucking service that night. I mean, right.
2: On Faulty Towers, Basil and Sybil, they've got separate beds, but they're in the same room. But this, this is next level, different rooms. <laughs> this
1: is next fucking. To, I mean, I don't know. Other people's marriages are not my business. However, Whatever works if you for are you. going to have a setup like this and invite a man like me, James Bond, to come and stay, stay over, like, <laughs> then it's a fucking red rag to a bull. It's an open invite. <laughs> I am gonna sneak into your missus' room, strip naked, and get under the duvet.
2: Now, I know nothing so about this because all I know about this film is from the bit that's in the video of you to a kill by Duran Duran. At the Eiffel Tower. At yeah. that's all I know. So I, I'm yeah, not familiar with it. I mean,
1: it's the best bit. So, but in this bit, he, he climbs into it, and then she's going to bed. And she looks through the door, and he's there, like, looking 100 with a really orange tan. <laughs> like, he looks like a skinnier Donald Trump. He's got this really <laughs> orange on tone and this sort of brillo hair that's, like, badly receding. And, but he, and of course, he's Roger Moore, so he doesn't give a fuck. No. As far as he's concerned, he's as attractive as he was when he was 21 years old. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hello, Grace Jones, <laughs> or whatever her fucking name is. Oh, and, Grace uh... Jones. She, she looks she clocks him right and then she sort of thinks a bit weird and then she looks back down the hallway and Christopher Walken the baddie is there Mm. and Christopher Walken does this amazing look at her as if he just nods shrugs and sort of goes and points as if to say fucking go for it mate (laughs) (laughs) really Uh, weird sort of he sort of he finds it laughable right he's like he's trying to power play me but I'll power play him back by going fine be my guest have it off with Mm. Grace Jones which we're led to believe he does but the reason I bring it up is, I always think, "Fucking it now. He would die. If, if... Yeah, Roger Moore would have died in seconds mm-hmm. of that encounter. Mm-hmm. And... I wouldn't want Roger to go that way. I'd be happy for you to go that way, cause it's what that you way. want.
0: I
2: don't mind. I'm not mm. ready to do it just yet. It's just I'm trying to put the put the building blocks, if you like, in place. We're all, listen, it's, we're all
1: trying to work out how we want to go. Some people are arranging to be yeah. eaten by yeah. a friend. Some people are arranging to, fuck Grace Jones to death, be fucked to death by be Grace, Grace Jones.
2: To death. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Some of us might just go
1: to a Swiss clinic and ask for it, a load of exactly. fucking I morphine. So, you know? Euthanasia,
2: I think, is going to become more prevalent over the next couple of decades, and oh, it'll become normalised. Because the situation where people just you know, rot away to nothing and care home away. F- fuck that. If I can be fucked seen to it death happen. by Grace Jones. I've seen instead. it happen
1: to grandparents and it's yeah, like same. I said to my I said to my nan when she was about I don't know, like ninety or mm. something. I remember because West Ham had got to the 2006 FA Cup final and it was all I could fucking talk about. But she'd been moved into a care home right near where I lived. So despite the fact we we're a massive family, it was... I was the one who was most local to her
2: at this stage.
1: I'll a, 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 a bit. it was a bit annoying.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. It was just out of convenience because they'd looked at the yeah,
1: and you were the closest. She just, I don't think they'd done it on purpose. I don't think they would have thought, Sam's the guy to trust with this. I <laughs> It just fucking happened. And, but then she knows that I'm like, within five minutes walking distance, so it's me who gets the calls every day, but fine, yeah. whatever. All I could fucking talk to her about was that West Ham were in the cup final. Yeah. I mean, this is my scouse nan, right? Oh, she, yeah. She, yeah. She couldn't have given a flying... Her attitude was, first of all, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> About football, anyway, because I am an old woman dying in a home. Secondly, <laughs> if I did, it wouldn't be that fucking team of hockeys. right? <laughs> that was basically her. Act. She's like, I don't really care about football, but if I did, it would be Liverpool. So fuck off, yeah, right. And uh, she just told me one day, she went, "Stop talking about that," and I was like, Stupid "What?" Little man. She went, and she was like, "I haven't got long left." And I have to listen to you come here and talk about this daft football match you're going to. I don't care. And I was like, oh, fair enough. And then there was an awkward silence. And I went, um, so uh, what do you? What's it like getting old then? Because I had to make conversation. I thought, oh, okay, you want to uh, maybe maybe it's all maybe I'm taking and not giving enough in this in these little yeah. chats we have. Yeah, right? maybe you, maybe you want shipping. me to ask you about your life. Yeah, yeah. So I went, oh, uh, so um. What is it like getting older? (laughs) And she went, Is it good? She just went, Without any fucking hesitation, she went, Up until 75, fine. After that, waste of fucking time.
2: (laughs) And she was 90 at this point.
1: (laughs) And she was 90. I said, So you've had 15 years of just futile living? And she's (laughs) like, Yeah. (laughs) Just fucking shit because you just like always feel shit.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. (laughs) But. I think, you know, she's from a different generation. I think, you know, now it's more like probably can get to 90 Mm. and still feel all right because of modern medicine.
2: Let's hope so. I mean, I've got no plans Mm. to die soon. But as I say, when the time comes, I would like it to be at the hand of Grace Jones. So I'm just trying to put that in place now. But, um, you know, as I say, she hasn't got back to me. Um, I'm pretty sure she would be up for it. Knowing what we know. I don't about see her. why not. Have you um, sent her
1: pictures? Have you sent a sexy you, alluring pictures admit? of yourself? No, yeah. God, I wanna lying keep that. on your bed in your in your best pants.
2: No, I need to keep that uh, keep it as low key as I possibly can, I think. I don't want to put her off. for um
1: I'd yeah. like to I'd like to fire myself out of a cannon.
2: That'd be good. Into yeah.
1: into like maybe a, a, a live volcano.
2: that would be good. Yeah. Yeah, any, you might like, I'd get... die
1: of a heart attack before I hit the molten lava yeah. and then I'd already be dead and then my corpse would land in the molten lava and, and immediately incinerate it.
2: On impact. Yeah. Yeah. That would be good. I mean, eventually you it's... might... You know when you get these, these things DeLady on... Mr. Delaney
1: was incinerated on impact.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you get these things <laughs> on... That's what the coroner's on, report on, would say. You get these things on Groupon and Woucher which are these experienced deers you can go on.
1: Oh, you know, yeah. I
2: mean, like... A hot air balloon yeah, yeah. or something like that. will eventually oh, it's always hot air balloon will that. be one of them. You'll be able to choose from a range of packages about how you go. One of them will be volcano. Yeah. One will be uh, fucked to death by Grace Jones or a Grace Jones equivalent. If Miss yeah. Jones if Miss Jones <laughs> isn't available a- on the day.
1: Equivalent of same value, same or similar value. Yeah.
2: How you it, work of at sex it I don't value. Maybe there'll be sex robots that'll do it to you by then. Get fucked to death by a sex robot looks like Grace there Jones. There is
1: I think at the end of Monty Python's meaning of life there's a geezer played by Graham Chapman, who has chosen how to die, and he hmm. is being chased by a bunch of them. Um, what I think in that era were we'll referred to as dolly birds, topless, in, in swimming costumes. Yeah. or oh, maybe topless. Yeah, and they they're were, wearing yeah. cycling helmets
2: and roller skates, weren't they?
1: Yeah, and he and they chase him, but he gets chased off a cliff.
2: Yeah, that that'll be good. Again, yeah, I'd sign up for that. Hey, there was some knockers on uh, Tales of the Unexpected the other day, half nine in the morning. Oh yeah. Which yeah. one was it? What time in the morning? Half nine in the morning. Fucking hell. The main We're character, it, who um, he'd left his wife because he thought she was boring and he went on a holiday mm. by himself to Italy and he was yeah. by the pool and it's in the background, a pair of knockers, topless knockers.
1: Oh, just in the background. So they just didn't in the background. a, a, a no. significant part in the story. It wasn't,
2: it wasn't like a lot of... Because
1: yeah, it would be just like tells the unexpected that the knockers turned out to be haunted.
2: <laughs> haunted knockers, yeah. Yeah, it was shit though. But like, the
1: woman, like, the the woman who is just the vessel for yeah. the, for the ghost tits, yeah, is like, unaware. But in fact, they're her reincarnated two ex husbands.
2: No, it wasn't as interesting as that, unfortunately, because Tales they're expected is generally shit.
1: I saw one about a cat that was the reincarnation of Handel. Oh, I think that was it. Really? I've yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I, I mean, mean,
2: they're on they're on Sky Arts fucking every day and are they're, they're not always, as good as you
1: remember is the well, best bit just the opening the titles the best bit's
2: the opening titles of the silhouette there's a bit of nipple yeah. on that as well isn't there on yeah. the opening titles talking
1: of tits it was nice to see <laughs> I don't know if you saw it it was nice to see uh, Jared Bowen West Ham's winger score using his tits um <laughs> Against uh, West Brom on Tuesday night. I, you haven't, I haven't seen a titted goal since the 80s did or at least he, early did he 90s.
2: Push out the tit in order to guide the ball. Yeah, he, he, he
1: flexed he? his tit. Yeah. Oh, nice. He basically, one. The, the across came from the left. The right back came in, got it at the far post and just volleyed hmm. it, sort of hard, side foot volley, first yeah. time back across goal. And Jared Bowen, it came in fast, so he thought fast and he just titted it in. Titted it Bang. in. Bang.
2: Yeah. Like that. that. And,
1: and um, the commentator, I think was Ian Dark, just shouted, at the top of obviously said almost spontaneously, TIT GOAL!
2: <laughs> yeah. Because they're so That's red. lovely
1: to see. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. in the 80s, Throwback. we used to see TIT GOALS all the time, didn't we?
2: Players had bigger TITs then, didn't they?
1: Yeah. I mean, you're Mickey then. Quinn. Yeah. Where there was one season where Mickey Quinn scored 18 goals, nine of which were with his TITs. Nine
2: off the TITs, yeah. Got a and t- I think Patrick, that remains a record. Got A tit hat trick a, against Leeds, he got I think the fast it
1: what it is. I think the stat is it's the fastest tit hat trick mm. in Football League history
2: seven minutes. Yeah, incredible stuff.
1: Um, one well, off each tit, and one sort of came off the cleavage, the cleavage central yeah. bit. Yeah,
2: I think he just squeezed it together and he almost carried the ball over the line. Yeah, he's allowed can, to do that was you were allowed to do
1: that then. Um, Jan Mulby was oh, an yeah. expert, he used yeah. to score free kicks with his tits. Long yeah, incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sammy Lee, of course, great tip player.
2: Yeah, wow. Uh, uh, but yeah, it was
1: nice to see. Nice to see Jared Bowen tip t- one home.
2: Yeah, good stuff. While we're talking about football, do you want to do some predictions for this weekend? It's yeah, FA a weekend it is. So all better off. It's wild stuff. And the uh, random fixture generator has given us the uh, following fixtures. First of all, Swansea versus Nottingham Forest, an all Championship clash. How exciting!
1: I'll say 2-1 Swansea
2: 2-1 Swansea I will say 2-0 Swansea Um, and then we've got Brighton versus Blackpool I'll go first on Mm. this one if you want Mm. Um, Brighton going really badly uh, under their um, hipster manager (laughs) but uh, I think they'll get through this 1-1-0
1: I'll say 2-1
2: again 2-1 Two one again. West Ham United versus Doncaster. Doncaster of, of my own League One. So I feel I've got an Are advantage any good? here. I'm not telling
1: you. Are they any good? I'll say 2-0 West Ham.
2: 2 0 at West Ham. Um I will say uh I'll also say 2 0 to West Ham. There you go. Have, have you
1: pl- have you have you played them this season? I can't
2: remember. I think I
1: remember. <laughs> I, I think remember. I remember you playing them.
2: No idea. Didn't you go
1: away and see them last season last or something? Season, yeah,
2: last couple of seasons yeah. I've been because it's kind of like our local derby, Doncaster away. Uh, oh, really? But not not this season. But um, I, all I remember about this season is that we lost 2 1 at home against Plymouth the other night, which is just the lowest oh. point in our entire history. So, <laughs> no, it is. It's not even an exaggeration. It's the lowest point in the fucking club's history.
1: I thought things were going a bit better under Phil Parkinson.
2: Oh, Parkinson's been sacked. We've got Lee Johnson now. It was who oh yeah, so 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 yeah
1: yeah. So it's Jack Ross, then Phil Parkinson, and now then Johnson, and, and now Johnson. Yeah, no, I did know that. I thought Johnson was starting to do all right.
2: Eight points from a possible twenty-one. What do you reckon? Is that okay. all right?
1: No, that's not all right.
2: It's not all right at all, is it? No. Um, Millwall versus Bristol City. This is also in the cup. Oh. Uh, uh, I
1: think it's me to uh, go it's first. You
2: should go first. Yeah. Um, Millwall, Bristol City. I think this will be a. A one-one draw. Uh,
1: Wait, well, it's in the cup though. But yeah, it'll go after to penalties na- after, after ninety oh. minutes. All right. Uh, okay, I'll say uh, Millwall nil, Bristol City one.
2: Okay. And finally, my very own Sunderland at home against Shrewsbury.
1: Ooh.
2: Can the 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 depths that we've plummeted to go even deeper?
1: Well, what what division are Shrewsbury in?
2: Ah uh, this is just league 1 this. This is a standard oh. common or garden league 1 tussle, I think they call them. What do you reckon? 1-0. 1-0. Fucking hell. Um um uh, I think we'll we'll somehow win this 1-0. Mm. I'm not sure how, but it's oh god, it's so grim. Um just before we go, I don't know if you've got anything else mm. you want to chuck in on nah. your on your agenda. Uh, good or bad? Here's a headline for you. Teenagers offer free hand sanitizer to shoppers in Bradford, but it's super glue. Good or yeah, bad. Yeah,
1: 10. I saw that. I mean, it's really cruel, but so so brilliantly creative. I mean, like, it's like, oh, what do you want to do today? Oh, you know what I was thinking we could do? We could go out and pretend to be giving out hand sanitizer with super glue, and then we'll just stick everyone's hands It's the sort of thing a Batman villain would do.
2: Dr. Glue. Here's a quote from shopper Kathy Smith uh, speaking to Yorkshire Live uh, website. She says, the lad approached me showing me the bottle of sanitizer, asking if I would like a free pump. (laughs) He was was eagerly waiting for me to hold out my hand with a massive smile on his face. They all started to laugh. I asked, what's in the bottle? He said, Sanitizer, while laughing. I heard one of the lads laughing and he said, fucking super glue. (laughs) Ah, Shit. Oh, actually, they're not.
1: They're fucking rubbish. If you're going to do it, do it.
2: Do it properly. They yeah. all
1: giggle and give it away.
2: You don't laugh when you give someone free hand sanitizer. She nah. says they all walked off laughing when I said I'll pass, thanks. Very clever, Kathy yeah. Smith. Well done. If
1: an adolescent boy offers you anything whilst giggling, always refuse it.
2: <laughs> Life rule. Very simple. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Right. That's it for this one. Um, have a lovely weekend, everybody, and we'll be back next week with more of the same. Goodbye. Thank you. You're so kind.